Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holler at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social medias. I am Spike Lou on the same social streets. It's up and it's stuck, if you didn't know. Absolutely. Thanks, man. How you been out there? I can't complain. I can't complain. Watch the game over the weekend. Salute to the the three or four Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans out there. No way you know Tampa Bay fans. That's impossible. I know one. Okay. Um, That's you it. said three or four. I'm like, That's no true. way. Yeah, that, that was super exaggeration. Shout out to the one Tampa Bay fan that I know uh, for getting that W. We're going to show y'all some love on this Florida episode right here, man. But how about yourself, sir? Man, it seems like Groundhog Day, man. I found myself like now that we're getting like deep into this, it seems like every fucking day is the same. And like as soon as I lay down, I wake back up. Like yeah, you're not you're not doing anything like exhausting, but like at the end of the day, you're tired and then you wake up and you wake like it's just another day that quick. Shit is flying by. I agree. Break. You gotta find a way to break the monotony up, dude. Cause it'll that is a hey, fact. Listen, you're gonna wake I up, d- it's gonna be 2026. 20, I'm like, Man, damn. What I decided to at least start getting dressed and putting on clothes one day a week. So maybe I'll start doing it. at least <laughs> once a week. Put on something other than sweats and sitting around the house. So it may break it up a little bit, man. Oh, shit, man. Hey, hopefully this podcast will take others away from that. All right, we got the uh, action-packed episode coming up. If it's up, then it's stuck. Cardi B is accused of stealing that hook on her new record. Um, also, we are going to rate uh, the uh, Rock Nation Super Bowl over the weekend, uh, performed by the weekend. And also, like we said, we are going to uh, take it down to Florida today, man. We're giving our Mount Rushmore of albums. It's the first of its kind, Mount Rushmore of albums. If you've been following us, you know we've done Mount Rushmore of artists from different states. We're flipping the script, man. Mount Rushmore of albums, top four albums coming out of Florida. Again, salute to that one Tampa Bay Buck fan that I know. But first, uh, to kick things off, we're going to take it up top to Philly. Yo, boy, Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, sent shockwaves through the internet, man, by his $24 million purchase of a diamond that he implanted in his forehead. Uh, Of course, all of the Marvel jokes flew uh, over the weekend. Um, A lot of people were calling cap. A lot of people were shocked and amazed. My question to you, is Little Uzi getting a $24 million diamond in his head cool or corny? It's cool for him. Like, I'm not mad at a 24-year-old kid that got a shit ton of money wasting his money. I don't (laughs) care. I was more surprised of the big reaction that it got. Um, Sauce Walker, our boy, he did this. Of course, he's no little Uzi Vert. And, like, I don't really get the diamond implant thing. I'm not getting into the decisions that he's making with his body. I could care less. But I, I was surprised that he knew and had enough pulse on what's going on to know that this would get the reaction that it did. Like everything that I listened to, all my culture podcasts that I frequent, uh, websites that I go to were talking about little Uzi Vert. Is the diamond real? Was it smart? Is it like, can he take it out? Like, I don't care. 
Like I could give a fuck, but kudos to him for knowing that people would care if he had a fake diamond, a real diamond, if the blood that was leaking out of his head was fake, if all of that shit that happened that he knew what is going to happen as far as I'm going to get a buzz from doing this. Shout out to him for like actually swinging and hitting a home fucking run with being the craze in the media over the last couple of days for getting that put in his head. So that's what I say. It's cool. Um, the things people do for attention nowadays, um, I'm going to talk more about this on my put on for the week, mm. but this shit is corny as fuck. Um, first of all, it's not $24 million. Like he, he said he had been paying for it since 2017. He had the goddamn diamond on layaway. Um, bro, if anybody in the world thinks that he paid $24 million for a single diamond, and then put it on his head. You are crazy, dog. First of all, shout out to Celebrity Net Worth. They've got him at $16 million, which is a stretch. Um, so to, to sit here and say he paid almost double his word and then put it on his face. Bro, stop the cap, man. The shit people do to get famous and get looks and attention is beyond me. You mentioned Sauce Walker. He did the same thing. He took a $250,000 diamond, which is a little bit more believable, even though that's a lot. Even for Sauce Walker, shout out to him for being able to do that because I don't know many people that can point him out in a lineup. Shout out to him. He got the teardrop, the little diamond teardrop for two fifty k. So Uzi just one-upped him times $24 million, allegedly. And got the shit on his head. It looks stupid. It looks corny. It looks dumb, bro. It just, it, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I've heard stories about Uzi and his spending habits, and it's very interesting to me. In a pandemic, he hasn't been able to perform, but he could still get this off. Like he saved up enough money, and he hit this final pandemic years, stretch, though, right? and was able to pay it off. Like fuck out of here. Bro. So you don't think he could afford financing a twenty-four million dollar diamond, paying like eight million a year? No. Really? No, I, I think he might think he can. Oh, you, so you're saying that he may have done it and is broke behind that, or you right. don't think that he done it at all? So you think he may have spent it on it now and he's broke? Oh, no, no, no. If he were to do that, he would be broke, but there's no way in hell he spent $24 million. And there's no way in hell that he would tell people that he spent $24 million because now somebody out here that's hungry that's, now that's the biggest cap part I've seen about this. Like when niggas like I'm running up on like nobody's running up on Lil Uzi, dude. And I'm not saying that because he's a gangster or anything, but like no, like even if you do run up on him, you're not snatching that diamond and getting away with it. Like you're going to jail. Like you no, know, <laughs> nobody is going all that cap shit I heard about. Oh, take it off his like nobody's taking it, even if it's fake. Like nobody's taking it off his head. So let's kill that cap right now. Yeah, but right. I, I disagree with you in the sense of um it's, it's, it's him. Like, I, I'm not shocked that he would go and, and get that in the middle of his head, a pink diamond. He claims that it's going to appreciate in value. It's some rare stone. It's not just a regular diamond. So if he did do it, it's kind of an investment, right? He didn't have to put it in his head, though. He did not. He could have just had the diamond. He could have. Could put it in a ring. He could have. Then, he, then he wouldn't be Lil Uzi Vert. That shit. That's what makes him a little oozy, man. I wonder what DJ Drama, what you think DJ Drama think about this? Because that's his artist. DJ Drama don't even got Uzi new phone number. I said DJ Drama ain't even got Uzi new phone number. Now, them niggas ain't talking. You don't believe so? Nah, man, they've been beefing over contract. That's another thing. He was talking about, Uzi was talking about getting not getting paid and contract getting raped. So you're getting raped. But you're still, but you dropping 20 coming from, bro. Where do you get 24? Hey, look, Uzi's a popular artist, though. Don't do that. Streams ain't cooking think, like that, though. 
how much you think he could afford to spend on a diamond to put in the middle of his forehead if this were real? If Sauce Walker can do 250, then I say he can do a million. Whoa. I, I, I would go at least, and again, like you said, the baseline is Sauce Walker, 250. For sure. I'm assuming that that's real and he spent 250 on it for real, that he can do that. I say Lil Uzi would at least be able to spend five or six million at the least. You got to understand, though, like these people, a lot of people are bad with their money. So they may be bringing in a lot, but yeah. it's not staying in. They're buying silly shit. Like he's bought a monkey before. Like he's <laughs> bought expensive, goofy shit before, dude. So they're not holding on to this bread, dude. Like it's coming out as quick as it's coming. But th that goes to my point, I think, though. Like if he sees that for six million, he's not going to think about it like you or me and be like, I ain't really got it. Like, you know what I'm saying? He gonna think about it like little Bibby was when we were talking about last week. Like, fuck it, nigga. I got I got six hundred thousand. I got six million six hundred thousand. And this cost six million. I'll have six hundred thousand left. Run it. Man, this nigga's ill. <laughs> Run it. <laughs> Damn. Man. So I, I wanna see how that play, plays out. It looks very interesting story. Shout out to Lil Uzi for that. Next up on the docket, man, ex state property member Oskino on mm. his new podcast. Uh, what did you say the name of it was? It's called Deeper Than Rap. Deeper Than Rap. He talks about how Jay-Z would jack lyrics from artists. And he says that Jay-Z now acts like, quote, he don't know me, end quote. My question to you, is it fair or foul that Jay-Z, quote, acts like he don't know Oskino? Well, that's, see, that's that's different. <clears throat> what the What he was saying was, that Jay, whenever you came to Jay's presence, the young boys, he would be like, spit some. You'd always have to be prepared to spit some. It's your They'd job. Like, Oskino, what's good? Spit some, B. And Oskino would say some bars. And he'd be like, all right, I see a youngin'. And then three weeks later or three months later, he would hear a song with lines that he said in that freestyle. And, mm. so, mm. and he was apparently notorious for doing this. Mm. Now, okay, here's the thing. It's fair for Jay to do that because he has an, an extreme, he's known for his memory. He's able to remember shit that he says and wrote in his head. He don't even have to write it down. So I don't know if Jay got gets things confused or mixed up or if he just thinks these niggas' albums are never coming out anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and use his bar. And people get... People in the studio, they get influenced like that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's not as formal as him being in the studio, like, bro, what you got for me? Or, you know, da, 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 da. The problem where it becomes foul is acting like he don't know somebody. Now, whatever that means, I don't think he went into detail about what that means, but not giving him any type of credit or not looking out for him. Like, Oskino and them should not be broke unless they did something crazy. If you was that close to Jay the way he using lines. That's all I'm saying. Like, it ain't Jay-Z fault Oskino, bro. It depends. First of all, I didn't say he was broke, but you I'm saying if he was broke, you you suggested it. No, if if he was, if he was down, because I know he had got locked up, and, you know, he's out now. But if he was down, I don't believe because because Oskino say that Jay was the one that sick the goons on Nas, and the goons was Oskino and them. So like, nigga, you know what? We done did dirt for you, my nigga. Like, don't act like you don't know me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Just don't act like you don't know me. That's it.
I'm on a different side of the fence from you with this. I don't know you if I'm Jay-Z. Like you work for me, bro. Like you worked for me at Rockefeller. That's the reason why when I walk up to you and I ask you to rap, you had better rap. Cause I employ you. Your job, my nigga, is to rap, and you probably will never put out an album. So I'm gonna use the little dope stuff that you put out, the little hot stuff that you freestyle in the studio. Yes. That's going on my number one single, my nigga. If you mad, come say something to me the next time we're in the studio and prove to me that you this rapper that you think you are. I'm thinking that's how Jay-Z looked at it because that's his business. Like, I'm, we, I think a lot of times we have discussions here, artists get confused at the business part of music business. Like, this shit is a business. The expectations of someone to be your friend, the expectations of someone to treat you respectably because you had a good idea and you didn't think they would steal and they respect your artistry. Man, fuck all of that, dude. At the end of the day, people here to make money. And if I can make money off a nigga like Oskino giving me hot bars in the studio when I'm Jay-Z, guess what? Come on with that, buddy. And we leave it in at that. Now, I tie that in to Ali as well. He was talking about Nelly and Nelly acting like not doing right by uh, the St. Lunatics, similar, in my opinion, to the, what um, Oskino was saying. And I think, again, people get it twisted when it's the person out in the front that made the most money. I only have so much obligation to you. If I asked you to go beef with Nas or if you took the back seat uh, Ali and I'm Nelly because it would be better for our careers and better for our groups. That's on you, bro. That's on you to go beef with Nas and do what I asked you to do. That's on you to take the B route. Don't get mad at me 20 years later because I capitalized off an opportunity. Don't get mad at me because I'm not like feeding you anymore. Like I'm sure Jay-Z got some love for these niggas. Like they, they came up and they grind together. But my nigga, if you hit me up out of the blue, you done been to jail and shit. And you're like, hey man, throw me a little something. Like, what are you talking about? I threw you something. I started your career. You had four years, my nigga, to be a good rapper. You sit here and pissed it away. I don't fuck with you. No. That's it. <laughs> Listen, all he was saying was you sent us the goon, you sent us to be goons on Nas. So that now we done burnt the Nas bridge. That's on you. So so now following orders from my employer. Now you buddy buddy with him and shit. Y'all at each other's <laughs> fucking exactly. That's, my, that's what shit. I was about to say. Look at Nas now, nigga. I gave him a job. You had done your job right, you'll still be working for me, nigga. But see, that's that's a that's bridge that they point. burnt on his behalf and he didn't clean it up for them. That's on him. That ain't on no, Jay-Z. no, no. That's on him. No. Like it's not, it's not if if Jay-Z send you to beef with Nas or clean up the beef or whatever it may be, and you do what you're supposed to do, that's great. 20 years later, if Nas still don't fuck with you, but he fuck with the nigga that sent you to be for him, that's on you. That ain't on Nas, that ain't on Jay-Z, that's on you. You ain't been the person that you need to be to grow out of this situation. It's on, <laughs> you gotta take some accountability, bro. Like Nas, like Nas not fucking with you because Jay-Z sent him to you and you did it. Nas not fucking with you because you who you are, nigga. That's it. <laughs> You a send out, my nigga. Like, that's why Nas not fucking with you. Because you let Jay-Z send you out. It ain't because he did it, nigga. It's because you let the nigga. You you was like, at that point in time, and you got to, oh, everybody goes through growing up phases. Like, but at that point in time, niggas was sending you to the store. 
Yeah, I can't help up. it. Didn't. Yeah, hey, that's on you, my nigga. You boss up where you in these rooms with Jay and Nas, and they can't deny you. Then tell me that Jay Z ruined your life or career. Same thing when I leave. You don't come telling me what I ruined, my nigga. I gave y'all niggas a shot. Fuck Man, out. <laughs> I got I got ten seconds for Nelly and Ali. All because I saw Ali post the longest Instagram in the history of Instagram. Like, I didn't know you could post that many characters in a goddamn post. And if he think I'm going to read all of that shit, no way. I don't care how you break it down and <laughs> paragraph it. Nigga, I'm not reading that. But the gist of it was that Nelly, on some type of interview or something, he said that the original members of St. Lunatics alluding to Ali not being one of those original members. And then Ali saying, I was one of the original members and, you know, you did the original members dirty. I don't know. I'm not reading all that shit, but yeah. was Ali the same one going at Luda? Yes, absolutely. He got a lot of time and, on his hands because he be typing his ass off. For the on deck, true on deckers, we had an interview with Murphy Lee. For sure. Asked him specifically about the relationship with Nelly. And he said, that's my bro. True. It's hard for me to believe niggas like Oskino and Ali when y'all the only niggas saying that. I just seen like young young guns at Rock Nation brunch, dude. I just seen Beans like even though all the shit to him and Jay Z be through, like I know I fuck with Jay. Like yeah. come on, bro. It ain't it, at some point in time you got to take responsibility. That's true. Um, Ali, somebody gotta take Ali phone though. Um, yeah, you gotta get Ali out of here. Man. Jesus Christ. Next up, y'all man. go check out that Murphy Lee interview. But yeah, for sure. Way back in the archives. Way back. Um, next up, man, let's keep it. Let's take it to New York, man. Cardi B, fresh off a new single called Up. Long-awaited new single. Uh, first one since WAP last year. Um, mixed reviews online I saw. Uh, one group of uh, rappers aren't feeling it at all. Shout out to, is this M-I-R? Mur? How do you Mur, say that? Okay, sure. we'll, we'll run with Mur. So there's somebody named Mur Fontaine and Mur Pesos. Shout out to you two guys. Uh, these are New Jersey artists. They have a song called Stuck that came out about four months ago. They claim that Cardi B stole their hook. Now, we're going to play the Cardi B hook, and then we're going to play the uh, Stuck hook from these two, Fontaine and Pesos. Let's check it out. All right, you heard the hook. Let me ask you, do these two New Jersey artists have a point? Yeah, they do. And I wish Cardi, like I think she addressed it, but I wish she was able to go and just be as real as she wants to and be like, so what? What y'all niggas gonna do? Y'all niggas gonna run to Twitter, tell your followers what they gonna do. Fuck them. They gonna <laughs> listen to my new single too. Like, what do y'all want? Like, again, going back to what we said with the last topic, niggas forget about the music business part of this. Like, I'm not tweeting nobody talking about all my lawyers and shit want their money. No, my nigga, like, if I already done handled the paperwork, I don't care. I ain't got to address this other than you putting the money in my bank account trying to use this to come up off of trying to use this to get 
a attraction off of her single is what I feel like it really is. And that's just not going to work because Cardi's a fan favorite. She doesn't have a track record of this shit. She's too authentic. Like she's not the chick that you would think to sit around and be like, oh, that's hot. Let's take that. Let's run with it. She's not that chick. And she don't write like, like she probably don't come up with most of her shit anyway. Like was somebody around her probably know about this and hear this? Absolutely. But like nigga, who cares? Y'all niggas go to court. Like, don't tweet about that shit. Put another song out, my nigga. Do some other good shit. I just, I don't like their approach in addressing it. Like, if you've handled it from a, a civil standpoint and you got the lawyers on it, then let the lawyers handle it. Ain't no need me going back and forth and letting the world know. I got to let the world know that Cardi B stole my song. Man, fuck off. Listen, first of all, if I was them, <clears throat> I would definitely feel some type of way, but he got to hold that L, though. Um, oh, the yeah. issue is that it's up then it stuck is a phrase. People say that. It just is what it like. People say it across the country. They've said it a million times, man. It's unfortunate for them that a bigger artist got on the record and did about 30 million with that same phrase in about four days on YouTube. It's unfortunate for them. But here's the thing, though. Cardi uh, and the Cardi Hive or whatever her fans are called. I don't really know. Bardies, Cardies, whatever. Um, they pulled about four or five songs up on the internet that have that have that phrase used in it as well, including a future joint. So it's just a phrase, dude. It's kind of similar. It, it reminds me of um, when Jay Z and Kanye came out with Ham. Ham. And we, we us being from the Ville, we knew Starlito had a single called Ham that was getting some traction. But it's Ham. Everybody said I'm going Ham, dude. Like people already said that, so it's no it's no surprise that people just took a slang term and made a song out of it. That happens every single day in hip hop. So although I would be tight, I think it was smart for them to, to bring attention to it because now their song on YouTube is at about 170,000 views when it was out about 5,000 before this. So I'm not mad at them. And if you look in the comments of their song, it's like, man, this shit harder than Cardi's. Yo, I'm a fan. Subscribe. Yo, y'all shit hard. So they're getting fans by latching on to the Cardi joint and fuck it. If you got to get it, you got to get it how you live, dude. And it does sound exactly the same. So that's my thing, though. Like, if that's the goal, then do that, then. Don't come talking about I stole that shit. Like, oh, this sounds just like y'all check me out. Like, promote your music. Don't fucking bring me into it. Oh, you stole this. Like, nah, my nigga. And, and to be fair, she co-wrote this with about Partisan Fontaine people. and about three other people. They co-wrote it. So that that's the problem when you have co-writers is they they might be influenced by something that they heard, but they exactly. don't tell Cardi that. They just write the shit down and be like, you can't be like, I heard this on the way to the yeah. such and such this day. And all like, man, no. Do you got a hit or not? That's it. You in this room, we paying you good money. Do you got a Cardi B hit? You do? The idea is good? Okay, let's go. That's it. I remember people said that about Drake. They said Drake stole XXX Temptation Flow on uh, one of his joints on that uh, KMT and uh, the the XXX fans were like, you stole this flag. It, it, it's same cadence again. Mm -hmm. We know Drake has collaborators. Somebody might have heard that cadence, nigga, in the background at the barbershop when it was on YouTube, bro. And it just stuck in your head. You go to the studio and you like, nigga, this would be perfect for this. You might not even remember where you heard it. <laughs> it's got it in your head, exactly. It's just that's in your head. So. Process and two, again, not saying that that's right and they shouldn't compensate people for it. Like handle it legally. I agree. I do the legal purposes of it, man.
Moving on, before we get to our topic, the Florida Mount Rushmore of albums, I want you to rate over the past weekend the Super Bowl Rock Nation produced. The featuring uh what's his name? The weekend. weekend. Yeah. Shout out to the weekend, man. We talked about this previously. He spent seven million on the production budget out of his own pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I looking back, and I said it was money well spent then, and I'm doubling down on that. I thought the performance was dope. Uh there was a little bit of sound issues at the beginning. You couldn't really hear him that well, but then it got it got better. And uh, I thought it was well done. If I didn't know who he was, I'd want to listen to some shit. Like, and I, I think that's the whole point. Uh, 96 million viewers watched the Super Bowl. It's a little bit down from previous years, but still, 96 million viewers. Um, they say his streams went crazy, obviously. We already know that. Sales of his music went up, ooh, let me see, 385% in the United States alone. So... Mission accomplished, money back, guarantee you performing at the Super Bowl and putting on a good show. I was here for it, man. I give it an A. I thought it was well done. Rock Nation did the last one too, though. So this wasn't their first. They did the J-Lo and um, Shakira. And that ran them $20 million. So he actually came in light. They Rock Nation paid for it? Oh, well, no, no, no. Just uh, oh. I think Pepsi, whoever sponsors it and the NFL, they go in on it. Uh, I was going to say, get the fuck out of here. $20 million for a halftime show is nuts. Yeah, especially for Shakira and J-Lo. Especially if you're not paying an artist. Yeah, that's <laughs> nuts. But yeah, that was a good, that was a great look for the weekend. I think the Rock Nation knocked it out of the park. Last year, they didn't do a great job. I didn't like the performers. I didn't like the performance. This year, I think the weekend, you could see his creativity in the sets. You can see his creativity and how they played to a lot of people being not in the stadium. Uh, with the whole like lost in the fun house thing, that shit was dope. Yeah, it was um, I, I'm not as big a hypocrite. Well, not hypocrite. Not a big a critic of the Rock Nation and Jay Z taking on this endeavor because it was a good look. It looked great. Um, I do uh, agree. I don't know if I agree with Jay taking it on so soon after the criticism that he gave the NFL. Uh, but just from a logistical standpoint, from the people that were booked for it, from how it looked to the reception, uh, for the look that the weekend is going to get from it, I think that they did a stellar job in year two, like you said, not the initial year, like I said, but in year two, I think that they really um, laid the groundwork to do this better every time and it looking more like us as opposed to uh like how it's been looking yeah and he said the 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 two strikes were when they reached out to him for the for the super bowl and he turned it down the reason he turned it down was because they reached out to him but only if he could bring kanye and rihanna to do run this town and he said that's not how you come at me like why are you coming at me saying you do this only if you can bring x y and z like what the, that, that's dumb as fuck and then the second strike was when when, it, when they had it in atlanta and instead of catering to the crowd, which should have been the layup of all layup Super Bowl shows, they had Maroon 5. And it was just tone deaf. It was like, okay, nobody's really paying attention in that room. So that's – and then NFL caught flack for it too. And so that's, that's how the marriage occurred on this tip. Um, but I, I think it was dope. And real quick, dude, have you peeped the story that Weekend has been telling with his performances? Dude, this shit crazy. Somebody broke this down on Instagram, so I can't take no credit for this. But – no. The video, his original video, he had the he he no he came to the he came to the award show with the cuts on his face and shit. I don't know if you've ever seen that clip. I saw that. Yeah, he looked beat up. 
Yeah. And then the next one, he came with the mat, the bandage around his face. Yeah. And then the neck, and then he did a video where he took the bandage off and he had plastic surgery. And it was all face looked, looked all like Kim K contoured yeah, and he shit. Like a clump. Yeah. Yeah, it looked all fake and shit. And he's got the same outfit on in all of those. So this right here, the same outfit again with the red jacket with the tie and all that. They were trying to say that, and then at the end, like he where everybody fell all out at the end and shit. This was supposed to be like Hollywood and like the industry taking somebody and kind of beating them up and then trying to make them over again to kind of look like everybody else and then killing them in the end. That's what I've heard on Instagram. Don't take my word for that. But I think that's pretty dope. If he tied in those events together to put on one show, that's hard. It's a good, in theory, I got to see it all together because <laughs> you butchered it. Like I need the Instagram link. I explained the hell out of that. The fuck? No, you butchered it. It was okay. You did an okay job. I won't say butchered is a strong word, uh, but give me the Instagram link for it. Absolutely not. <laughs> Find it yourself, goddammit. <laughs> um, all right, man. <clears throat> Let us know what you thought about the Super Bowl show, man. Were you rocking with it? Yay, nay. Who should have? Who should they have? Where's the Super Bowl next? L.A.? Yeah. It's in L.A. next year. Vegas. I, I ain't going to be in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's L.A. I wonder who they can have for that. L.A.? Yeah. Snoop got to be on there. Snoop is – I'm calling it now. Snoop is doing a halftime show next year. Absolutely not. That will be legendary, you know? <laughs> it would be dope, but they ain't bowl, dude. They ain't not doing Snoop. Hey. <laughs> Could that – Jay probably wouldn't even let that happen just from an artist standpoint. Like, I ain't, I ain't letting this nigga fuck do that for I do. He not gonna fuck that. Oh, that's <laughs> not good, man. I ain't gonna hire this nigga to do it. I ain't even the one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Y'all let us know who y'all think, man. Who's gonna perform at halftime in, in LA? Let us know on Deck TV podcast on Instagram and the rap chat. Um, search in the Facebook groups for the rap chat. Uh, you know what? I could see a tribute to Dr. Dre though. Like Dre doing some shit, like coming out there and playing his songs and having like a collection. Like a medley. And then Jay Z would be able to come because he would do a Dre song. Well, the thing is, you have to have like perform. The, the Super Bowl has to be performance based. Like it's usually a little more up tempo. Yeah. So it's a little more lively. You know what I mean? Like nobody's just gonna be on stage just like walking back and like that's all Jay do. Jay just is about it's about the bars, it's about the lyrics. Well, Snoop ain't finna dance neither, nigga. But he got like beautiful and stuff like that. Like he can. And Pharrell can come out. You can spice up the tempo a little bit, though. We are taking it down south, Florida, Florida. Um, we didn't do a Mount Rushmore of Florida artists. Our bad, but it's cool. We right back. Mount Rushmore of albums. We've got four albums that we have collectively agreed upon. Uh, it's very rare when we do that. So um, first things first, man. Let's um, hold on. Let's before we get to the albums. In your opinion. When you think Florida, who is the flagship Florida artist? Luther Campbell. Mm. No, that I mean, coming up in my era, that was the, the that's what Florida music was like. Booty music, sixty nine boys, uh, Luke, fast paced, like just that type of music. That's what Florida was known for. It wasn't until uh, I want to say JT Money. Trick. Up our way, up my way. Did JT Trick. Money trick, trick Daddy? Yeah, 97, 98. JT Money was before that, though. Huh? Really? I think so. I got to look that I up when say, you talking, man. I want to say JT Money was before that, but even that was fast. It was like a fast song. Because I re- I think I remember that from like Rap City or something. Mm. And um, 
it was all fast paced stuff. So that's what I knew Florida for until Trick Daddy is what I was about to say. Until like 97, 98 is when I started. Even his music was still fast, but the the You Don't Know Now was kind of different. And then he had like just stuff like America and, and all of the, the take it to the house and shit like that. It wasn't so like just dance music was also could like some street elements to it. So I would say trick daddy for me is the flagship like sound because he embodied a little bit of the previous that i'd seen with luke and all of the fast stuff but he also opened the door for niggas like ross and the niggas that like plies that i like expect to hear from florida now so i would say trick Daddy. yeah and uh jt money came out in 99 so it's right after trick um mm. right after uh nan nigga came out Mm-hmm. Um, now, we, when we're talking flagship, are we saying who was the first, or are we just saying, when I hear Florida, who do I think of? When I hear Florida, who do I think of? Oh, uh, it's Ross. Really? It's Ross. Because, and, and, and I'm a big Trick Daddy fan. I, was, I rock with Plies. Um, not so much Uncle Luke, with all due respect to 2Live uh, crew, a little before my time. I'm only 28, guys. You got to remember that. So... I've got to go Ross because I think he took what Trick Daddy did and just he just ran with it. Trick Daddy walked and walked very well, by the way. Uh, so Rick Ross could run, and Rick Ross could fly. Actually, that's all that is. So I I say Rose. He's got the best discography out of them. He's got the longest career. He's been able to sustain it for longer. Um, so I I've got to go Rose. Although you could argue it could easily be Kodak if he stayed out of trouble. Mm. Uh, I, I think he would easily be next up. We're going to talk about him a little bit later on too, but being young, talented with that much potential, I think it, the, baton, the baton could be passed to him, but uh, if he can get out of his own way. But like you, I was introduced to Trick. We're both from Nashville, Tennessee. We first really heard, like, again, outside of Luke we and 69 boys and shit. We heard, like, street. Miami shit, like the other side of Miami and Florida, because <laughs> you had the six nine boys and you had you, that was one side, that was the nightlife and shit. But then you had like the other across the the tracks, across the bridge and shit, with Trick and 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 stuff like that. And so that that's what introduced me to it, and that's what I was riding with. Hey, real quick though, when you when you hear, does Florida have a sound? Does Miami have a sound today? They have a sound, and I think it's. It's 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 faster. Well, no, actually, it was faster, but today they have more so of a look, mm. and that, that's why I would disagree with you hey, when you said Trick Daddy walk where Ross could run. I feel like Trick Daddy did what he did so Plies could run, because mm. like the wild hair, gold teeth, you see that with Kodak Black. If Plies had hair, he'd probably be similar to, to Gunplay's hair. I That's think cool. gunplay, another one. I think Ross was the 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 black sheep. He never really like it was never really Florida to me. It was like Miami, like luxury, nigga. Like I'm Rick Ross. Mm. Nigga. He didn't name himself out the big dog Florida drug dealer. It was always in California. But I think that what Florida embodies is how gunplay looks, how how trick daddy, like the goals on the front of the CD. The, the very embodiment of new Florida, I think, is that first Plies mixtape. Yeah. Like that was the, that, that mixtape was, it wasn't eligible to be on the Mount Rushmore, but that mixtape, I can't think of the name of it right now, but you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. 
the one that kicked it off applies. You like, you like, oh shit, yep. and that's when it was really like, hey, it's a whole different breed of niggas from Florida that we haven't heard. So I think it's the look and the structure of like applies. Uh, even an ace hood, like a, a trick daddy, Kodak Black. Just look at this thing. Look at them niggas. They look that's all true. like they could be related. That's true. No, that's a fact. And, and if you look at it, because because the lines have been blurred with sound mm-hmm. in the last five, ten years. Like you really, you don't know where. Like you people thought Lil Uzi was from Atlanta. Like Rich the Kid. Like, bro, they not nowhere near. So the, the lines have been blurred. Facts. But I will say, because accents come into play too. So mm-hmm. when you hear somebody like a Kodak Black or either like a young boy, like a Jack boy, like they got that lockjaw sound, they kind of like, they, they barely opening their mouth, they kind of gritting their teeth a little bit. Like that's what a lot of the young boys sound like coming out of Florida, not just Miami. And we talking about like Pompano and in the surrounding areas too. Like where, where Myers, where Flies from. Exactly, exactly. Zell Curry, nigga, he rap like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like it, it, it's it's... You, it's more of that vibe, but I, I agree with the look too. But you, you get the um, you get the accents and stuff, man. You, you can see it pretty quickly, depending on what what side of town you're from. I, I listened to a little bit of the Ace Hood on Drink Champs, and he was like, "Man, it's, it's just a good interview." Yeah, well, it, it, it wasn't bad. It, I, you know, Drink Champs be too long, man. It'd be like three hours. I can't listen to Ace Hood for three hours. I fuck with him. I respect what he got going on. But like, come on, bro. Like, I can't do that though. But it did have some solid little parts. And he was talking about how differently where he grew up versus, you know, Miami. Like he may have kind of got hot in Miami by fucking with Khaled and stuff. But like, he was like, he always made it clear. Like, nigga, I'm not from here. I am from here. You know what I'm saying? Like he made it clear because there's distinct differences between the area. So um, I always, I always, I respected that from him. And it is a solid interview. The story about Bugatti was real dope. Um Thanks. But um, let's get to these albums, though, man. Mount Rushmore of Florida albums. Give, throw me one out there, man. Which one do you we want to talk about first? This one is a sleeper. Uh, first for me, it was Trilla, Rick Ross. And the reason that I, this one was chose because it gives you that it was before Rick Ross became Rick Ross, like what we know now, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, the second was, album, so it was early. Yeah, and this was still like, heavily influenced by like I want to impress the people where I'm from like the balls like it was good weather Florida Miami music and this is before Rick Ross really got his own identity this was like you said right off of Port of Miami so it was still in that vein where like if I had me being from Nashville Tennessee had to say this is what Florida sounds like this would be an album where I feel like if it, it sounds like Florida mm. and yeah it- Listen, it was the first first Ross project with Maybach Music. Um, he had the smashes on there with, with Boss featuring T-Pain. Shout out to it. That's another Florida product, Tallahassee. And like, and, and it's a fire album, too. Um, I'm not mad at that. This this kind of solidified him that we you kind of knew Ross was going to stick around. You may not have got it from the first album. Some people love it. Some people don't really care for it. But when you heard this album with This Is The Life with Trey Songs, the Here I Am with Nelly and Jay-Z, and then you hear him holding his own on Maybach Music with Hove and Luxury Tax with Wayne and Jesus, like, okay, nah, like, he, <laughs> like, dude know what he doing. He hadn't perfected his flow quite yet, but he knew what he was doing. And um, so, did, nah, I'm, I'm not mad at that. Um, there's no way in hell we were going to make this list without having his classic on here, though. And so for that, for the second project, yes, we have two Rosses on here. Teflon Don clearly 
has to be etched in stone in the Florida um, Mount Rushmore of albums. If any, it, a lot of people debate me whether Ross has a classic. They don't debate which album it would be, though. It would be Teflon fucking Don. This the one, like you said, we, we knew he was going to be here around to stay with Trilla. We thought we had an inkling, but when, when Teflon Don came out, that solidified. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, dude, now nah, dude, like, slick like a star, low-key. Like, he not going nowhere. This was his fourth album. The production was ridiculous. Justice League laced him. Lex Luger laced him. No ID. Clark Cannon was stupid. Um, so this was the one led by the singles you may have heard of, BMF, anybody remember that, and Aston Martin Music. So th- this was a classic to me. Um, and this is his best album easily. It's not my favorite, but it's his best. This this album should be un- universally recognized as a classic. Like, I've been debated before that argue. it's not. What song is bad on it? I don't know. What did he some look cool? Let's be clear. In the in the context of that album, it is a good song though. Yeah. It ain't, like it ain't you can't stand alone on it, but it's a 13 it's a classic album, that being said. <laughs> Uh yeah, this isn't. I wouldn't say that it embodies a Miami sound or a Florida sound to be more uh, correct. But what I would say is more correct. It's funny. What I would say is that it it is Ross at his peak, and Ross is a staple artist of Florida. That's undeniable. And this is like probably the best album to come out of the state. In my opinion, like it's yeah. better than all of his albums, better than any Trick Daddy Applies album or whoever any local underground person would want to put up to it. This is it. The production, the singles, the star status, like the people that were on it. Like if you had to have an album represent your state, I wish Tennessee had an album to represent us like that would represent Florida as a yeah. whole. So, yeah, I take that. Absolutely. What's next, man? What's the third album on the Mount Rushmore? Slim uh, list, because it looks like only two artists are going to make, well, maybe three. Uh, Trick Daddy, the aforementioned, we've talked a lot about him. The album that we selected is the chapter AK verse 47. Uh, what year was that? Like 97? Did that no, came it was later out? than that. Uh, Book of Thugs came out in 2000. Really? Oh shit! Well, yep. that 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 was Trick Trick Daddy at his prime. Like he had dope ass songs on there. He still hadn't left the Florida roots. Like he never will. Like he embodied Florida. Like we keep talking about. But it was banging too. It reached it all the way up to where we were in Nashville. This time we were really familiar with Trick Daddy by about two thousand. And like it was it was the shit. That like that album. Um, I remember buying the CD more than once. Mm. I'm going, going and getting that and copying it from like media player blockbuster. I may have stolen it once too, so maybe that one didn't count. But Scamming I definitely ass, remember copping it. Tough. Definitely remember copping it though. Yeah, I, I was I was a big Trick Daddy fan, man. I got put onto him on www.thug.com, which is a terrible name for an album, but that this shit was banging though. Um, and so that I lean toward that as my favorite, but I think this one had a little bit of a bigger impact. Um, it had the ha ha okay, what up, shut up. You know, everybody know that shit. And then um, to get on up. So that, that that was more the Miami sound with that. Like, those are the kind of the HBCU joints you could play at halftime at the game and shit. But it had bangers on here, though, because that America is crazy. That about my money, 
is crazy. Like, it, like it's some heat rock on here. I like that Thug Life again, too. But no, this, this if you had to pick a Trick Daddy album, because he, we had to pick an album from his catalog to go on this goddamn mountain right here. Y'all already know. I wouldn't be mad if it was Thug.com, but this one, I, I can't be mad at this one either, man. This this one was fire. And did you peep? Well, actually, no, I'm going I'm to I'm save this one for the next one, but this was a good one. Um, I bought all those Trick Daddy albums, um, all of them, the second, third, fourth, and I think fifth. I bought all of them. Media Play, block, Blockbuster Music, one of them. Copped. Easy cop. Uh, so shout out to Trick. I might have put you on, a matter of fact, now I think about it. Maybe. I may give you that. Probably. What? Uh, doubt it. What? Um, where does Trick Daddy fall on your list of favorite rappers? Like how far? Like what category is he? Like top ten, twentieth? No. We we talking like 20th, growing up? Thirty? No, right now. Right now? Yeah, like you have a you have an all time list, right? Does he make your all time list? Top fifty. Hmm. That's reasonable for trick. And then yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's not that ain't like a slight or nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? But I, I came up listening to these projects though, like heavy. Hmm. So I got to yeah. get to them. Like in the forties. Yeah, he'd be in the 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ain't bad. Same the, for you? Give or take? Yeah, yeah. He would make it. He would make the list. Okay. I ain't seen it. I, he definitely would make the list. Now that I, I think about it, I don't think nobody had tricked out in their top 50 when everybody was doing the 50. Yeah, that's sad. That's why I asked. It made me think of it. Like, I, 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 he would definitely make my favorite. I ain't seen any better. Okay, gotcha. Nigga, but as far as my favorite, if I had to name favorite, 50 favorite artists, he would definitely make the list. That's fair. That's fair. Um, last album etched on the Florida Mount Rushmore of albums. We had Trilla. We had Teflon Don. We had Book of Thugs, Chapter AK, Verse 47. Last but not least, people, we got to go Plies. We mentioned Plies. Y'all thought I was going to go Flowrider? Like, stop. We're going Plies, debut album, The Real Testament. Like you mentioned, he had a series of mixtapes. Before, and I'm looking for the name of it right now. Yeah, he had a series of mixtapes before the album came out, so he was already bubbling like crazy. But Plies was like the first emotionally vulnerable goon. You know what I'm saying? Like running my mama crazy. Like joints like that? Bro, you didn't have to be in the streets to understand that, dude. Like you just got – if you was raised by a single mom or if you were just tight with mom deuce like that, like you got it. I think he – it was interesting that he took a page from Trick's book. And what I was going to mention earlier was Trick had Thug in almost all of his album titles. He had that like four or five yeah. albums in a row. And Plies did the same thing, except he had Real in all of his titles, um, you know, three, four, or five albums in a row. And he really doubled down on that mantra of being just a real nigga and what that meant. And so I always thought that was cool about him. He branded himself as that. You hit the nail on the head. It was 100% real nigga. That was the album. Like You mean the mixtape? Yeah, excuse me. That was a mixtape. It came out in 2005, and it was on Slip and Slide. I did not know that. Yeah, me neither. But yeah, man, that mixtape right there, like, that was a whole new introduction into, like, the the type of artists that were even out. Because like you said, like, this point, Jeezy was popping, Gucci was out, Gotti was out. Like, you had T.I. Like, you had niggas that were like that. And then you had Plies. Like, Plies, it wasn't nobody like Plies when he came out with 100% real nigga. Like, that was shit was fucking crazy. It didn't catch on like wildfire like a Jeezy did, but you knew that he was an authentic 
artist and he was going to like blow up. Like you could tell. And I remember when the funniest shit ever though, when he came out and it was goon this and goon that, and he made that first appearance on 106 in Park. <laughs> and he talked, he, he actually sounded like he had sense. Like he talked like proper and shit. Man, people was like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> it is, he didn't sound like how he rapped at all, dude. Thanks, man. <laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious. I remember that. But now nah, this, this um, album had a uh, shawty on it. You know what I'm saying? So I had to be, he, he was able to put the B-side joints like driving my mama crazy, uh, excuse me, running my mama crazy. But then he also could pair it with a Neo joints, big, big boy single, or, you know what I mean? Or he could do that with a, a T-Pain single. And that shit was kind of crazy. So I, I always thought that was dope of him. I liked his first couple of albums. Plies has an underrated discography. If you want to go through them, like three, um, the, the real testament definition of real and the realist. Like those are all solid bodies of work and you you got what you expected from Plies. They're pretty much equal playing ground. Um so shout out to him though, man. I I, I fucked with Plies. He fell off a little bit toward the end. Um but I like him as a personality too though. Facts. The real testament was the fourth album in case people are lost and they were like, what's going on? Yes, Plies is the fourth one, the real testament. My favorite Plies song is on this album, 100 years. I can Let's listen to it. that every day for the rest of my life i could do that like, That's bad. I, I, like just one of my favorite songs um you, you speak to just how real he keep it like and that's poured into him being a personality like i i'm not checking for new plies music even though ran off on the plug was banging yeah that was um, cool it was cool okay i get that but like plies is i'm there for him on instagram sweet pussy saddies or some whatever he used to do like i'm, I'm there for all of that because he's authentic and like you said it, it was a little offsetting when we heard him talk but then you started to get the story about his brother and all the different shit if you did the digging and like plies i fucks with plies man he a real nigga i fuck with him too man and his album was heavy um he's got one of the worst rap real names in rap history though his, his real name is nuts Algernod Lanier Washington. Algernod is funny. Shit. We've heard worse though. All right. We have? Yes. That's it's rough. A worse though. rap name than that. I don't know. Gotta bro. be. We need to do an episode of worst rap names. That because that's Algernod is rough, man. Shout out to the government. Shout out to the government name. Whoever named you, shout out to them. It's just rough. It's just something different. That's all. Um now somebody might ask, why didn't we have a Khaled album on here? Is Khaled from Florida? Well, he rap it. <laughs> he reps. He reps. We the best. That's what he reps. He he reps Florida, Miami, Dade. What are you talking about? Best man. That's what he rep. We the best. That's what he rep. That's it. Yeah, because technically he was born in New Orleans. Technically, I can see that. I can see that. All right, in Ace Hood, no What's love. Ace Hood. Um, Ace Hood got a couple songs. And he got a dope ass song that came out like around oh nine, the little sample, and I think you may have put me on there. Oh, I know what you're talking I, about. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was probably like the last the, good one. It's off at Redemption album. I think With all due respect album. to Ace Hood, that was probably the last good one. Yeah, facts. Uh, the only thing I guess we I mentioned Denzel Curry a little earlier. Gunplay, like some of the flagship, well not flagship, but some of the artists that stick out to me when I think of Florida, Kodak Black, Gunplay, um, Denzel Curry. Yeah. Um, 
who else was in Triple C's? Man, with mm. Triple C don't know who else was in Triple C. <laughs> Shout out with all due respect. With all due respect is the most disrespectful thing of 2021. I'm just I, I honestly don't it's like remember. the most clubhouse made that the most dis- with all due respect. <laughs> leading, leading into the most disrespectful thing I could say. <laughs> now nah, after that is quiet, but I, I think I think as a state. And I don't know. Somebody would have to put me on the, the the twenty-five and unders right now. Like I said, only two I know are Jack Boy and, and Kodak. Other than that, YMW, um, Melly, Melly nigga, yeah, that nigga from there. Wait, Tallahassee. Yeah, that's from Florida. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but he locked up. I mean, he I don't, I don't think he gonna see the light of day. He's still popping though. Uh, yeah. No, no T Pain. We ain't putting T Pain on him. T Pain is a legend. Okay. I think that he he blurred the line with the singing though, more legendary singer than than rapper. So Yeah, I'm not looking for the T Pain bars at all. But uh Trina. Respect to Trina. Her first album, from what I remember, is cool. And that's where we're gonna leave it. Um that baddest bitch, I did like that beat though. That beat was I always like that beat was hard. Other it than says, that, it says Rod Wave is from St. Pete. He is. Rod Wave is. That's true. I forgot about him. Hmm. I forgot about him. And I, he got a nice little movement going on. I like to join with him and Baby, even though they wear it out on the radio and shit. But that, that shit is kind of hard. So he's got some potential for sure. That's true. And your boy Ski Mask, the slump god. He's trash. <laughs> Shout out boy. to Triple X, though. XXX Tentacion. Um, he was next up. Or he might have already been here. I don't know. But he was definitely next to come out of Florida. You want to talk about a unique sound? Who? XXX. Mm, yeah, he's from Florida too. Super unique, man. So y'all let us know what are your four Mount Rushmore albums from a Florida artist. Um, please no Flowrider and um no DJ Khaled because he's from New Orleans. Yo, Sorry. Pitbull too. No Pitbull. Le- I, and I fuck with Pitbull and everything. I see him on uh did you see him on Marcus Lamona's little show? Mm-mm. I fuck with him and everything, man. Like he seemed like what? a real nigga. He was on, what was he on there doing? He was on Streets of Dreams, that new, that new series ah, that, that he okay, got. Gotcha, gotcha. And he, he, he was doing some real shit down there, man. So I respect what he got going, but you're not going to play that shit in my car, though. Right? That, that shit ain't getting no play in the Jeep. Mm. Um, let us know, man, your favorite four albums from Florida. Let's get to some wins and some losses today. Uh, we're going to start things off with a W. Got a W for the culture, hip-hop culture. Construction has started in the mm. Bronx for the hip-hop Museum, $3.5 million grant has been given to uh, begin construction on a hip-hop museum in the Bronx, man. That's super dope. That is dope. I looked up how to get grants after I seen this headline to try to get a grant for our hip-hop Hall of Fame. So. Absolutely. Right here, wherever <laughs> we feel like putting it. We're going to put exactly. it in Atlanta? Yeah, Atlanta. Fuck it. Unless we want to move to L.A. just because the weather's better or something. <sighs> Maybe. Um, we got another W2, the aforementioned Kodak Black. He was released from prison. New photo surfaced of him looking completely different. Lost some weight, looking healthy. Shout out to Kodak Black, man, or, or clone Kodak Black. One of the two, man. Knew that was coming. Oh, absolutely. That don't look like him, bro. They pulled a Gucci swap on him, did they? That don't look like dude, bro. I look forward to hearing what he's working on, what he got next. He looks completely healthy, like he's like clean and sober and living his best life to me. So I can't. What is that? that? What is it? Was that no lean? What is that? Yeah, yeah. Not having because that that kind of clog you up. The lean, uh, the lean and shit. So 
once you get that shit out your system, you're gonna be less like you're gonna lose that little baby fat and shit. How is niggas coming out of jail with six? Like, what what type of food are they? Like, how do you have a healthy diet, bro? Like, I don't understand. Ain't I don't know if he. I'm not. I don't think Kodak was in the feds. Was, uh, I don't, I'm not sure, but I ain't no healthy diets with jail food. <laughs> this nigga just wasn't eating. Well, he had, they got some brand new uh, canteen plan or some shit like that where you get the healthy snacks now, which I doubt. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know, man. I, he must have been paying a guard or something, which I can see. That That's the most likely thing. He Kodak Black is a guard in there, like getting him some shit in through his team, paid the nigga well. That's probably the most likely. Cause he damn sure like eating good in jail. That's what I'm saying, man. I don't get it. Um, but then maybe, again, maybe he just either. maybe he's not just eating that bad either. Like you don't have access to like bullshit like McDonald's but, and shit. No, nah, so now, now that I say that he ain't eating that bad, like that's the only thing niggas eat in there though. It's like chips and processed food, like all that shit that like honey buns and flaming hot Cheetos and shit like that. Ramen Nacho noodles. cheese dip. <laughs> Roman noodles, like that's what he eat. He got healthy diet of that nigga. So I don't know how he lost that weight, to be honest with you. Just uh, stop doing well, actually most of it were probably with drugs too. So stop doing drugs for a while. It's gonna do it. I see. Um we do have a handout on L this week, mm. 26 years ago. L the Tupac's. Um he was charged with sexual assault 26 years ago this week. That's crazy. We all know how that shit ended up, man. That was that was a huge story back then. Man, that was probably one of the biggest news stories of our time and our rap generation, man. Big L uh, later came out what really happened. Didn't the lady come say she was lying? Oh no, man. She did a couple of interviews not yeah. that long ago, but I don't know if she was lying. I don't know if she ever said that. Uh, but he he maintained his innocence the whole time and was saying it was consensual. So who knows? Yeah, the story came out later. I think she he she he walked in the room. He said he walked out or some shit like that. But, oh, it was some other people. It was some other dudes in there. Yeah, yeah. So a big L, man, to that whole situation. Kind of curbed Tupac's career and had him probably ended up where he did because of that, man. This is true, man. Um, on Decker of the Week, I am going to Instagram for this. Um, on Decker of the Week. Man, Tierra Whack, have you been peeping her freestyles on Instagram, dude? Like, she has been going crazy. She's been putting up one a day, dude, for like the last couple of days. She's been killing shit. Mm, I like Tierra Whack, too. I'm going to hey, check her out. Uh, it's one of them ones. I watched the freestyle, but I, I haven't, a song hasn't caught my attention yet. Mm -hmm. But she's spitting though. Like, so if y'all haven't, if y'all haven't checked out Tierra Wax Instagram, go check that out. Check out them freestyles, man. She hey, she rapping her ass off. I got to get to mm. her. Mm. Um do, do you have a put on for me? Give me something, give me something good to watch or listen to or something, man. I need it. Oh, you're gonna be hot about the what it is to watch because you uh, well, I do two to watch. One, okay. did you did you get an apple? Did you eat the pink lady apple? Am I lying? Not yet. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm gonna get there though. I'm gonna get there. Don't take niggas a week to get an apple, B. <laughs> right there in fucking Publix. My mom told me she stopped shopping at Publix because they supported Trump last week. Man, I'm going to have to switch up my grocery. Yeah, the daughters. Yeah. yeah. Sick. But my put on, uh, two things. One, you've already seen, but I've been watching it a lot lately. Shout out the Peacock app. That's the profit. I didn't know that everybody didn't know about this show. Like, Dude, this is probably the best reality TV show, especially if you're in the business, like how businesses function, business talk, business development, sales, like entrepreneurship. The Profit on Peacock 
every episode is on there. I've been binging. I'm on season three already. I just started like two weeks ago. So you guys, if you got Peacock, definitely watch The Prophet. And my other one, it was suggested by my guy, Kyle. Shout out Kyle and Neville. Uh, Ted Lasso, HBO, or excuse me, Disney. Apple TV. Apple TV. There yeah. we go. Apple TV. I'm halfway through season one. Uh, cool show. It's worth checking out. Uh, Ted Sudeikis is hilarious. Uh, probably the best, funniest shit that he's going to do. And uh, the lady Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. One of those white guys. Yeah. Uh, but the chick that owns the team, you would definitely like her. You 100%. She right up your alley. But check out the Ted Lasso for you. I'll think about it. Um, and a short episode right up here at like 22 minutes. Okay, I can do that. I can All do that. Day. Yep. Um, my put on is a documentary on HBO called Fake Famous. Uh, hmm. Came out about a week and a half ago. A guy did a social experiment mm-hmm. with three people who claimed that they wanted to be famous. And he bought fake followers and they set up an account and manufactured different posts to show that they had a specific lifestyle in which they didn't and see how far it could take them to get a, how quickly they could get a million followers. And it was actually pretty dope. And it was actually really interesting. It was three people they took. I'm going to tell you this. One of them, one of them basically thrived in it. One of them rejected it because he didn't want to do the fake shit. He thought he wanted to, but he couldn't. And then one person couldn't handle the attention that they were getting. So you got a varying amount, you know, varying degrees of success from this experiment that the guy did. But it's crazy what people do to be famous. Let me ask you this real quick. Do you know how many people on Instagram have one million or more followers? If you had to guess. Mm. About a million? 40 million accounts on Instagram. 40 million people have a million followers. Yes, or more. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that sound about right. I seen this little dude on there, like, stumbled upon him, like, some dude in your Gotti sign. Like, I, I didn't know him from anybody. He had, like, a million followers. Exactly. Like, some ego dude. So there's, listen, not saying that he got the machine behind him, but there's a machine that exists to pump out followers to make you look a certain way. And it, and it, and it worked in this instance. It was interesting, man. I I would say, check it out, man. It's not a must see, but I I will say, check it out just to see the lengths that people will go to, to be famous. And I didn't know people still wanted to be famous. I'm gonna keep it a stack. I thought people wanted to be rich. People really actually want to be famous. Have you been on social media? I I try not to get on there as much. All it is is people wanting to be famous. It's depressing. Um, uh, Hey, man, again, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Patreon.com slash Realville. The link is in the show notes. Um, Go follow us on Deck TV podcast on Instagram. Uh, uh, Like and subscribe too on iTunes, man. Leave a comment. We appreciate that. Anything else you got? That's it, man. We appreciate everything that you guys do as far as supports. Keep supporting the real. We're going to keep giving you dope stuff. We're going to look out for a lot. Absolutely, man. We out.